0: My daddy's gone on, my grandpa's gone on, my great grandpa's gone on. But you still live. You know, the, the is still here. Isn't it? Oh, they tell me of a home where no storm
1: Hello and welcome everybody. You're listening to It Still Lives, the Foxfire podcast, where we take you on a journey through Southern Appalachian history, one story at a time. I'm your host, Cammie Ahrens, curator at the Foxfire Museum. I hope you enjoyed our short little break and allowing our Foxfire students to take over for the summer We certainly enjoyed watching their projects come to fruition. If you're interested in seeing and learning more about what they did this summer, definitely head over to our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, it's both foxfire.org. You'll see posts from the students and pictures of their work. We had students who completed all kinds of different projects as you heard over the summer. If you have not yet listened to that special series, the Seed series, Um, from our Foxfire students. I definitely recommend that you check it out. Um, Again, these are the students who come and work with us every summer to produce the Foxfire magazine. And we're really excited to um, continue working with these students throughout the school year. The latest issue of the Foxfire magazine is now available. It's a little bit delayed. Um, We had to account for some of the changes in the program. The students Absolutely knocked it out of the park this summer. We are so excited about the magazine that they put together. It's a little bit different this year in that it features work from all three um, county high schools by students who are part of the summer program but also by students who are not part of the summer program. So it allowed us to really um, diversify the offerings and the perspectives that are in the magazine. You can get your copy at www.foxfire.org and just follow the link down to the Foxfire magazines. So for those of you who are lucky enough to live in and around Raven County, you will know that the beginning of September is the season of apples. Um, I'm always reminded by our museum director that Georgia actually does not produce as many peaches as South Carolina. It was a marketing ploy. I don't know the history of it. I'm not going to get in on this debate, but this area of Georgia is more known for its apple production than peach production. So Rabin County and our neighboring counties in the Carolinas have the most wonderful apple orchards. There are still all kinds of heirloom varieties that you can get here, and every weekend a different apple ripens, Um, so you can pretty much go to an orchard every single weekend and try something different. It's just wonderful, Um, and I'm hoping the heavy rains this year haven't harmed our apple crops. So... Needless to say, apples have been on my mind. Um, We have all kinds of wonderful recipes in the Foxfire Archives and the Foxfire Cookbook on what to do with those apples. But if you're not ready to cook with them, there are ways to preserve apples. Obviously, the easiest way to do that is to simply dry them Uh, Here, nowadays, you probably need a dehydrator with how wet it's been. Um, But you can also just do it in your oven. Um, People used to do it over open fires or in the sun, just cut them into slices and dry them out. Another really unusual technique for preserving apples that really isn't found many other places, and please, if you're way out west and you know (laughs) of a history of doing this, please send me an email. Um, I'd love to hear about it. But a really unique method of preserving apples here in the mountains was using sulfur. Now, when I first hear this, I'm like, why would you put sulfur in food? Obviously, the smell is a little off-putting. But after doing a little bit of research, sulfur is apparently a very common preservative, especially in winemaking. And with apples, this process was known as bleaching apples. So the reason it was called bleaching is because when the apples were done, being cooked over the sulfur. They turned like white, white, but it was a method of preserving apples that kept them for a year. And, um, people who bleached their apples claimed that the apples tasted better than any other type of dried apple. When you used them in pies or crisps or whatever, um, baking and cooking, um, you might use them for. So needless to say, for today's podcast, I've got a few clips for you that talk about this unique process. And the first clip actually is from Lucy York, though, and she is just going to talk about her simple method for drying apples on her wood stove. And this interview was done in the early 80s in preparation for the Foxfire cookbook. So this was part of a larger interview about recipes and wood stove cooking in general.
2: Today is the twenty sixth of June, nineteen eighty, and we're interviewing Lucy York on recipes and about wood heaters, wood stoves.
3: Plus, she used to dry apples so you whenever know the heat would come up. Did you? would you do it on top? Like on top? No, I put the I put the apples in the in the oven on a, a well, it's a tray with a screen bottom in it. You know, you couldn't have it there. Uh, I'd more or less put it in there whenever I was finished cooking a meal. And I'd slip the trays in there and leave the door open, you see. And uh, that how long would it, dry. How long would it take for them to dry? Oh, it'd take several days for them to dry. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, wouldn't leave them in there only until the oven, you know, kind of cool down. Because you dry them in, in the, I in the, dry them in there over my hot water heater. Because it's uh, it's a low it's a low heat and yet it it dries the apple out. I stack about three trays of of apples up over that heater. You know, put pieces of wood across and separate the trays, mm-hmm. and that's where I dry my apples. And now mm-hmm. is up over the hot water heater. And yeah, my grandma always does it in her backyard, yeah, in well, behind us so the dogs can't get to it. Yeah, she does it in the sun. Or you could put it out on uh to the car if you didn't if you had one you didn't have a garage and
1: leave the car
0: now how long would it take them to dry
1: oh it'd take several days for them to dry this second interview clip is from an interview with edith parker uh, specifically on bleaching apples so foxfire students went in the 70s to work with edith As she was bleaching her apples. And you'll hear the interviewer comment on why she would rather be there doing the activity than just talking about it. And of course it gives us some great audio. That noise that you hear is them peeling apples. You'll hear them banging pots around. But I hope you enjoy this clip because it really immerses you in the interview experience.
0: This is Alan Richards, and I'm on an interview for Bleaching Apples.
2: Now, my apples, uh, if I'd done them last week, they'd have been better if I was sick, and they got spotted since I up. So, your apples, did you go No, I picked them up over at Long Beach. You you have some fire coals. I have to build a fire and make my own coals because I don't have a little Mm -hmm. heat. And uh, I put a container of coals in the middle of my box of apples and pour my sulfur on that and cover the box tightly and let them smoke with that sulfur. And you use
0: just a regular cardboard box? Yes.
2: Well, you see I put my coals in a container, a cup or bowl or something, and the length of time it takes to bleach them depends on the amount of apples you have, and I couldn't tell you how long because I just look at my apples to, to determine when I think they're finished.
0: What do they look like when they're finished? I mean, they're hey. white.
2: They're just, these apples will be just as white as they can be when they're finished bleaching. Well, that i got to see because they look white to me right now. You'll see the difference
0: when. How long does it take?
2: Well, it determines on the amount of apples you have and how how well your sulfur smokes. Mm. Yeah, sometimes it, you're... Suffer sulfur doesn't stay a fire as long as it is other times. As I said, I don't, can't give a definite time how long it takes. I just look at my apples and determine whether or not they finish. You do not at any time wash your apples though before you bleach them because you don't want any moisture on them.
0: What would the moisture
2: do to them? It'd make them soft, and they wouldn't bleach as good. They wouldn't be preserved for as long as they will. Now the apples bleached this time of year will keep until late summer next year.
0: Hmm. Do they taste, you know, the same, or does it change the taste any?
2: Uh, well, not too much. I have eaten them raw, and the. Uh, doesn't. I don't mind the taste of sulfur, mm-hmm. but when you cook them, if you use as little water as possible, the sulfur doesn't taste as much. I usually make pies out of them or bake them or just melt butter and put sugar in the pan, put my apples in any kind of steam.
0: What's the, why is this better than like just canning them?
2: Well, this year with the scarcity of cans,
0: oh. you don't have the- <laughs> That was a dumb question. <laughs> you don't have uh, the cans.
2: Well, they, to they make better pies to me than applesauce hmm. because they're more like fresh apples. Yeah.
0: I think you're doing five to every one of mine, it seems like. I'm used to it. <laughs>
2: I've bleached apples for years.
0: Mm. Who taught you?
2: Well, my grandmother used to bleach apples. Mama has in the past. And I can remember my grandmother She's been dead, no, 35 or 40 years. But I can remember her having a churn of bleached apples, and us as just little children going, sticking our hand in the churn and getting al- apples and eating. In the middle of the winter, it seemed just like raw apples, fresh apples, and it, uh, well, it was just something that I never have forgotten.
0: Sounds a lot better than sticking your hand into a candy jar. Yes. Well, after you finish bleaching, what do you do with them? I put
2: them in a prop churn. You just put them in the churn. You don't have to seal them anyway. I just put them in the churn and uh, put a clean cover over them, and there they stay all winter until they're used to. Do
0: you have any trouble with bugs or anything? No, no.
2: no. The sulfur keeps
0: anything away from them. Hmm. Do you know around how much apples you put up to year?
2: Well, the churn I feel it's supposed to be a 10-gallon churn and it takes about a bushel and a half of apples to fill and after they're bleached. Mm-hmm. And then they settle a little bit overnight. Yeah. As soon as they're bleached, I put them in my churn and then overnight they'll settle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Till. An apple that is not fully ripe is is better to bleach than one that is fully ripe. Are soft, because they get better. They don't have as much moisture in them.
0: Is there any danger of fire getting too hot or something? Or scorching apples or anything?
2: No, you don't. The apple, you just have the colds and when you pour the sulfur on the colds, the flame, there's just the smoke from the sulfur, there's no flame. When you pour it on, there's a blue fi- flame, but then it just makes smoke. She didn't know she was gonna have to work when she came
0: up here. No, if you work at it with the people, then you learn it a lot mm-hmm. better. You know what you're doing. Where do y'all get
2: all the stuff? You grow everything? Yes. Mm-hmm, sure yeah. does. You've got a baby to say she all knew everything. That's the nice part about living on a farm. You don't have too much money, but you have plenty to eat. And sometimes that's worth a lot more money. Yeah. Well, I tell you, the way that food prices are now, <laughs> it is. It gets to where everybody's
0: wishing they lived on a farm. Mm-hmm. I
2: think more
0: people are moving to the farms
2: if they can get out of the cities. My daughter lives in Atlanta and she said everybody down there this summer that mm-hmm. had a backyard and had a old-looking plant. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got it going, home? Huh? Yeah, it can burn down how much? how much you want for the time, a cup full or
0: something.
2: Yeah, that'd be enough cup full, and when Spider. when when I get a, enough for a cupful, I'll go ahead and start them. I imagine that this practice has been handed down uh, through the generations because they didn't have any other way to preserve their apples.
1: Our final interview clip comes from Ada Kelly, and this one was done way back in 1969, so this is a very old interview clip. This is the earliest I could find in our archives of someone talking about bleaching apples. And as you can hear, she seems to be reading off her recipe card. So this is a much more succinct version of the process for bleaching apples.
0: Uh, how to preserve food. Uh, this is a recipe to bleach apples. Peel and core apples, cut into quarters or fours. Fill a 10-gallon wooden tub with sliced apples then put two tablespoons of sulfur in saucer strike a match and set sulfur on fire cover tub with clean cloth let uh, stay all day at night take the sulfur saucer out and repeat process for three days, then transfer apples to uh, large jars and tie clean cloths over them and you could eat that any time in the year or winter without any other preservation.
2: Uh, was this used much? I mean, did people around here?
0: Oh, it was used. Everybody, nearly bleached fruit. And uh, it was, uh, it, the sulfur whitened the, the apples, and they had a little sulfur flavor. But most of the people had a big tub of that made every year.
1: That's all I have for you guys today. I hope you found this interesting. Um, certainly, again, it's a new, unique process to me. But if you're familiar with bleaching apples or your family has a history of bleaching apples, send me an email at foxfire.org and tell me about your experience. Um, love seeing how these processes are kept alive in other families and other um, traditions and histories. And if you have not already done so, definitely order a copy of the Foxfire Book of Appalachian Cookery. Not only are there cool, unique stories and traditions like the one featured today in it, but there's also phenomenal recipes and the recipes definitely kind of skew towards fall. So we are coming up on all kinds of really great vegetables and fruits, all kinds of great stuff that you want to incorporate into your baking. So if you have extra apples, let me know what you plan to do with them, um, whether you're a canner or a dryer, or again, if you're used to bleaching your apples, Um, we definitely want to hear about it and how you cook with them. We'll be back with you guys next month uh, with a brand new podcast. And as always, check out our website, www.foxfire.org. Or our social media pages, both on Facebook and Instagram, that's at Org to keep up with everything that's happening at the museum and um, both in-person and virtual programming that we'll be offering this fall and winter. Thanks so much, guys. Make sure you like and subscribe this podcast to help other people find it. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. um, And we'll catch you next month. Take care.
0: like that you can throw it away. I like it. <laughs>